This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by NatureBox. With over 100 delicious snacks, NatureBox makes it easy to find the snacks you want without questioning what's in them. Head over to NatureBox.com forward slash bad Christian today and receive 50% off your first box. Today's show is also sponsored by Texture. The Texture app lets you tap into the world's most popular magazines anytime, anywhere using your smartphone or tablet. Get a free trial right now when you go to texture.com forward slash bad Christian. You are now entering the bad Christian podcast. There's about to be a showdown, Joey. Showdown. Matt, there's about to be a showdown. Just get on with it. Him, there's about to be a showdown. Bring it. In 30 minutes, we're going to prove if God exists or not. <laughs> or we won't even talk about it. Forget it. Three, two, one. Hit it. <laughs> it's the Big Christian Podcast. <laughs> All right. Ain't no such thing as a friend. Really. All right. So, yeah, we, uh, we're we in our new uh, test phase of having our guests here on the episode with us. So right from the beginning, yes. we're joined by, and, I, and I, I'm doing the dumb redneck thing here. I'm not even going to pronounce it. I want him to say his his name and try to say it better than I would. How do you say it? It's He-Man. Okay. Okay. It's He-Man. Hemet Meta. The hardest name that I've had to learn, and he's now a really good friend of mine. I did his wedding ceremony, is Shijo. Shijo. And it's, I, I always thought it was Shijo, but then when he told me it was Shijo, I was like, okay, Shijo. Honestly, I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing my own name correctly. <laughs> I've gotten used to over several years. So. <laughs> awesome, man. So I don't know if, if Toby and I are breaking into a conversation you already started, but I, I'm, I'm always curious before we you know, dive into all the sorts of conversations that everybody's expecting. Were you ever a Christian? I was not a Christian. I was raised in a religion called Jainism. So yeah. J-A-I-N, it's a smaller Indian religion. That's what I left uh, when I yeah. was about 14. Uh, but no, never had any real personal interaction with Christianity until I became really heavily involved with a lot of atheists. And then when you talk to them, most of them have come out of Christianity. So it's, and I, I live in the U.S., yeah. So it's kind of like you better understand where people are coming from. You better have some basic knowledge of Christianity if you want to talk about being an atheist, because you won't connect to anyone unless you kind of have a basic understanding of where they're coming from. So like is atheism your cause? Like, would you call it a cause? You know, I, I would say a bigger cause is I want people thinking critically and rationally. But I, I do think religion is kind of the head of that beast. Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. the thing that most people will just be like, yeah, I believe this but they couldn't necessarily tell you why they just feel it. They believe it. They have faith in it, uh, but they couldn't explain it to you. But so that's the one that has the most impact when you think about what's going on with politics and social issues. But at the same time, I also get upset when uh, people lose money to psychics. Or yeah, right. They, they uh, believe in other forms of nonsense. Well online and but i just think religion's the biggest one but it's weird when you talk about when joey asked you about it being your cause though because for something to be a cause uh like uh that doesn't mean it's not it, it sounds weird to say something like that would be a cause because it's kind of yeah. a non-cause it's a non-system right. like fighting against something I, yeah. I would say i'm not necessarily uh, uh fighting against religion there are atheists who do that i'm not necessarily going out there trying to convince people to lose their faith in God. I, I actually just don't care about that mm -hmm. as much. 
I'm much more interested in the impact that religion has on society. So when I see people doing awful things in the name of religion, uh-huh. I would I, I'm fine with working with religious people who also want to get rid of that. So when I hear like the bathroom laws or I hear like anti-gay marriage stuff, that to me is a bigger issue. And there are a lot of religious people who will work with me to to point out how horrible that is. And then the God thing is kind of secondary to that. Yeah. Yeah. For me personally, anyway. But uh no, I mean, I don't think it's a non-cause only because I've heard the comparison that, you know, advocating for atheism is kind of like advocating uh, against unicorns or yeah, something like right, that. Because yeah. I'm, I'm arguing against something I don't believe exists. But there's, uh, we don't have social impact because people believe in unicorns. We have right. a lot of effect uh, and a lot of uh, money involved and a lot of people's lives involved surrounding religion so i mean I, I don't think it's necessarily something to dismiss well it's pretty interesting but when did it when did it become like uh it had to start personally though right like you were you were in this religion and you were like ah for me this seems weird. like it didn't start with social injustice did it no you're right so for me it started with i didn't necessarily i started questioning the things i was raised to believe things like reincarnation power of prayer things like that and when i realized i don't think my religion has this right uh, it, it it didn't take very long to jump to, I don't think any religion has this right. I think the mm-hmm. whole concept is flawed. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where it started. And that was early in high school for me. But by the time I like went through high school, started going through college and a little afterwards, I got a much better sense of how all of that affects people. And so that kind of became the the reason I wanted to dedicate myself to kind of informing people. This is what religion does that's really bad yeah. and this is why it also just doesn't make any sense that's definitely a cause i think i mean that's that's interesting. yeah that 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 is for sure a cause. let me ask you this like when you think of all right so whether or not god exists that is a really big deal like that's that's huge and you're convinced that he does not when you talk to people that do believe in God, like how, how do you process that? Do you think to yourself, I'm smarter than these people or I've been given a gift of seeing more clearly? Seriously, because it, it would be hard to be in your shoes and not think I'm, re- I'm a lot smarter than all these religious nuts. No, it's a fair question. I don't think that because I know too many really smart religious people and I know a hell of a lot of dumb atheists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so that's not the case. Uh, again, and this kind of depends on what we're, t- I don't think it's an issue of smartness. It, yeah. it just isn't. I, I do think I'm right on this issue, but there's plenty I'm wrong about. And, and religion is just one of the things I happen to think I'm right about. Again, my bigger issue is what are people doing with that religion? So again, if I meet someone who believes in God, I'm not thinking I'm better than you. I'm smarter than you. I'm thinking, I wonder what that does to you. Yeah. Like, what does your faith lead you to do in your life well think about yeah. it this way we all have that i mean if i'm trying to identify here i think we all have that like uh like that's the way that's the way for instance you and i feel about other religions like oh that's yeah. detrimental like i mean put it this way we're atheists to all the other gods of everybody else like so i mean everybody for instance we all four of us can agree here we all hate muslims for instance right <laughs> you know what i'm saying in islam right exactly i mean and we'll all make fun of scientology right. we'll all make fun of like all those other and, and and genuinely have concern for the other people like somebody that's do you know you might go man I, I see you doing all this stuff in this tradition and you, you you know some of what your religious practices are might actually be destructive so right you know. and, and that's kind of where i focus on 
it's pretty futile if I meet someone who's a Scientologist to try to convince them they're wrong. Mm -hmm. But when you hear about some of the things that go on in that faith, when you hear some of what happens to like Mormons who leave their church and how they're like shunned from their families, Jehovah's Witnesses too, like that stuff is, it goes so much beyond a difference of opinion. Right. And I, I feel like I've been focusing on that a lot more. And, and it would probably be worth deconverting a Scientologist for anybody, even not to convert them to any other thing. Yeah, right. But, but just to take that away would be a reasonable pursuit for someone. Right, I'd much rather have you go from like Scientology to like non-denominational <laughs> Christianity <laughs> on the way to getting out altogether. Did you immediately like uh, get into arguments? Did it take a while did, for you to announce it? Or did you feel like you were kind of coming out of the closet or something, anything like that? So I'm not very argumentative to begin with. Like I said, yeah. I, I'm not the He's type friendly, of person dude. Right. He's friendly. with people on God's uh, existence. However, uh, I didn't really come out to a lot of people in high school early on. And then by the time I was out of there, I think only a handful of close friends really knew anything. It wasn't until a couple of years after that that I really started uh, making it public to the point where now anyone who knows me kind of knows that about me. Mm-hmm. It's hard with the social media. Like you, if there is something that you do or do for a living, uh, yeah. you know, then it's going to bleed over. And no matter what, I, I will tell you this: I do have like a personal Facebook page, and I don't post very much of anything about religion on there. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just don't because it's just going to start kind of arguments and debates that I don't yeah. really care to have with family and friends. I have a separate like friendly atheist page that we do all of that yeah. on. Um, yeah, I'm the I same mean, way. Yeah, I, 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 I have the same problem. Separate. It was it was funny. I wanted to tell Toby and Joey this, but we make a bunch of jokes on here that are, I mean, at least semi-inside that people know. Like, we always joke, we use Christian plumber as an analogy all the time, um, mm-hmm. just when we're talking about stuff. And so I really needed to ask some people, you know, to find a plumber <laughs> for real. This. And I put it on on Twitter and my personal Facebook. Does anybody know yeah. a good plumber in sale or whatever? And because we've used that illustration a bunch of times in this podcast, half of my personal feed is people that I don't actually know that are these podcast <laughs> listeners. And so yeah. my friends that don't even know what I do are on here to giving me real recommendations. And then there's just a just smattering of people trying to inside joke with me that, that aren't right. personal. And <laughs> it's hilarious how many people do well, it. I'm sure. and that's why like when I, it, it, they're very separate worlds. When I get together with friends who know me for reasons other than mm-hmm. activism and the website and the friends who only know me through activism and the website, it, Completely different worlds. Yeah, it is messing it up the worlds. You were you were at Oak Oak Hills Church, I think it is. I, I was, if, yeah, in Texas. Yeah, I don't know if you've done that more than once, but I, I'm curious because I was watching you uh, on that Vimeo, and you've got to kind of feel like you're almost an evangelist to Christians to show them the truth. Honestly, I mean, do you do you feel that way at all? Like I'm, this is my chance. I'm in a room with a bunch of people that need truth. <laughs> So that particular instance, uh, a pastor at that church said, I think it would be interesting if we had an atheist come to church and we had a dialogue on stage, not taking questions from the audience per se, just me and the pastor on stage. And he said he wanted to show his congregation and the four services they had that weekend. um, This is, you can do this. You can have a conversation about religion with someone who totally disagrees with you and you can walk away shaking hands and still be friends. That's kind of what he wanted to get out of it. And that's why I agreed to do it. It wasn't a debate. To to go back to what you were saying, though, I think you're right that there are a lot of atheists who would take that opportunity and say, yes, this is my chance to talk to like thousands and thousands of Christians and 
tell them why they're wrong and tell them, you know, try to win them over and get them all to leave this church or drop their faith or whatever. Um, that wasn't the goal of that interaction, though. That mm-hmm. wasn't the point of why they had me there. And that's not I'm not going to undermine that. That's not what I was there to do. Um, and I think that's why they invited me. Like they weren't going to invite me that's, because that's funny. Like, taking advantage of that opportunity. That's funny. Um, that means they must have even underestimated that you would or could. Like they know how stubborn Christians are. Like <laughs> right. just bring the guy in who knows a lot. I, I, he's not going to be anybody. They won't be phased a bit. <laughs> I don't think there's one thing I could say that's suddenly going to make these people lose their faith. Right, but right. I, think, I would hope that if I say something sensible while I'm on stage, mm-hmm. sure. I was hoping at, at most like maybe some stereotype they had about atheists would be sure. deflated. That'd be um, helpful. That's kind of all I was hoping to get out of that. Did you feel used out of it? Like they're just bringing you as a prop to say, look, I talked to an atheist. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm aware of that, but no, I mean, I think the pastor who invited me had the best of intentions. Mm-hmm. I think he's genuine when he said he just wants to model this because I know they're an evangelical church. I know they want people in the church to talk to people about their faith. I mean, and he's just showing them it's not as scary as you think. And I'm not afraid of that conversation either. And I don't think a lot of atheists are because we're fine with talking about the subject. Maybe the situation is different, but like, I'm fine with talking about it because I'm not afraid you're going to suddenly convince me I'm wrong. So go ahead, bring it on. I mean, I hope they're not doing it like at work or something when it's awkward, but Mm. I I have no problem with, with the pastor telling his congregation, go out and have these conversations with people because, you know, you are armed with the Bible and whatever, because whatever, you're not going to do anything <laughs> like you're not going to convince right. us. Did anybody there try to like share the gospel with you or like try to hey present a question that you could, you know, like the second law of thermonuclear dynamic or whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? They did have a meet and greet afterwards. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will tell you two things. One is, yeah, a couple of them tried to give me some argument that I've never heard. But and it, what's funny is they'll bring up things as if I've never thought about right. it. Before. Right. Like, if you just read this Lee Strobel book. Right. Like, me. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, to Pastor's credit, uh, he kind of did this thing where he said, you know, imagine yourself being the one Christian at a big atheist conference. Right. There's nothing you're going to say to this person they haven't heard before. So keep that in mind yeah, when you right. talk to him. like you're not going to change his mind in the meet and greet outside. Just be nice, be a human. Um, and, and for the most part, everyone was very nice. So do, do you, as an atheist, um, that, that means that you believe that there's no chance of God, correct? Like I think it's you more say- fair to say, I don't believe in God's existence. I think that's a fair definition. Uh, there are ways to parse that. Like, I think the biggest thing is, I'm not saying God absolutely doesn't exist. I don't think I could prove that to you in any meaningful way. I'm just saying, look, I've I've looked at the evidence. I've found nothing to convince me God does exist. So I'm not going to believe it. Uh, mash up the definitions. And, and this is a constant argument people tend to have where, you know, some Christian will say something like, well, you're not really an atheist because there is a chance you might believe in God. So you're really an agnostic. I mean, there's all these semantic arguments you could get into it. I think the best way I've heard it put, though, is, look, I don't believe in God's existence. I'm open to the evidence. And by the way, so is Richard Dawkins. So is any atheist you could think of. Um, I think agnostic is a totally different issue. It's a question of whether or not we could ever know the answer. So, I mean, that, again, I, I'm, I so don't care about the labels as much um, because, again, even within the atheist community at large, 
people will call themselves atheists, humanists, uh, skeptics, mm-hmm. freethinkers. There's a million different things, and there's such little nuance between what all these things mean. Yeah, I think the thing that that gets me is obviously I believe in Jesus. When I, I it was funny, just even uh, I guess it was this morning in my feed was like a a Christian stand up comedian, and he was he went all the way to Cambridge and stood in front of all these people. And in two, he said, I don't need 10 minutes. I only need two minutes to prove maybe And the atheist professor was well-spoken, but he just didn't get it. And then it was like, he can't know all knowledge. So if you don't know anything, maybe God exists. And I immediately moved him to a, you know, an agnostic instead of an atheist. And that's one step closer. And it, all the argument, the problem that I, I feel and where I, I think it gets wrong is what I really like when I hear an atheist say is I am not opposed to the idea of God at all in a sense of if it, if there was evidence for it or something like that, I would, I would buy it in. Or if you die and you wake up and all of a sudden you're in the afterlife, you're not going to go no way. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like that, there would be real actual evidence or something like, or maybe even something actually supernatural happens in your life that could change you. But that would actually be your experience and data on it. So, so somebody else telling not you about apologetics. That, I mean, right. It, it wouldn't, I mean, you could just go. No, sorry. That's exactly the thing. Uh, just about every atheist I know would say exactly that. Like, yeah, believe me, if you showed me something that was convincing to me or I experienced something I couldn't explain in any natural way, right. uh, fine, I will totally change my mind. Now, by the way, I will add, I do not often hear Christians say the same thing the other way around. There is nothing right. you can do to shake their faith because they hold that idea, right. their belief in God is so strong that they they kind of say, uh, I don't know how to phrase this, there is nothing you can do to change their mind. And I think that's right. kind of a sign of weakness on their part, too. Like, isn't that what you don't want me to be saying, too? That I'm right. definitely sure and nothing you say can convince me. So right. I, it's always troubling when you hear religious people say, no, I 100% know that God exists. It's like, no, you don't. If you did, you could convince all of us, but right. you don't have that. So well, say thing, you have faith. Yeah. I, I get that. Yeah, most atheists I know. And would say the exact same thing. Hey, you show me the evidence. I I experience the evidence. Then I will right. change my mind. But I haven't heard it yet. And all the things these right. apologists throw at us, it's not convincing. We have a response. Right. To that. It right. just well, almost well, invalidates it. Just like we're in this climate, no matter what. As soon as something begins to sound like rhetoric, I have to disregard it now. I know yeah. that somebody can a used car salesman or some uh, anything can come up with something that's tight. Ty- data tested over time that will catch me flat-footed and they will be able to convince me of it if it was refined enough by enough resources and power and time and time and whatever. So it doesn't matter if it's atheist or apologetics. I can't listen to it when it sounds like formula. a lot of atheist gatherings where the term Pascal's wager Mm -hmm. or this idea that, hey, you have nothing to lose, so why don't you just believe in God? Mm -hmm. That is literally a punchline for anyone who says it because right. we all heard it. We all know the response mm-hmm. to it. Right. And if you just say that to a bunch of atheists, like, have you ever considered? Yeah, we've all considered it. It's a horrible right. argument. And we all know how to respond to it. But that's the point. Like, these are things we still get thrown at us. Like, let me throw this one at you. And now you're going to start believing. Right. <laughs> but that's kind of the, the thing, though. A lot of Christians who think they can convince us otherwise they think we haven't thought about this stuff. But I'm they saying it wouldn't be convincing either way. Even coming from Richard Dawkins, if it sounds too politicized oh, or sure, diplomatic, yeah. then I go, okay, this is just some rhetoric or whatever. But it's more interesting yeah. to really talk to people. And, apo- and when somebody goes into an apologetics mode or a prove you right mode, it's just it's just goofy. Like It, all, it makes me not listen to whatever, it, environmentalism, whatever it is. I'm not well, I listen. think the biggest thing about what you're talking about is that some people who are trying to ch- get you to change your mind 
they're not listening to right. you. They, they just they, go they, into by virtue can't be can't, that they've exactly. done many times, and that's a big turnoff, no matter who's doing it. And they have a better speech than me. Okay, you're well, right. The, the thing that well, Christians in general pick the better side, and here's why. Because they can they can argue not only from some some scientific evidence or something at least they would try to argue from some logic but if you ca- if you stop them there they just go God works in mysterious ways man <laughs> so, so you can't win they, they have both sides you know what I mean like I'll, if if you ever capture easy right. outs you just have to have faith he works <laughs> yeah. in mysterious ways maybe right. there are things we don't know it's like <laughs> you don't know everything him it you don't know everything <laughs> but that what is that saying that's basically saying our best evidence for God's existence is ignorance like, right that's not helping your case at all. Yeah. Well, that's what I, that's what I thought too. Because the argument to that is, well, if you don't know everything, why would you be so certain of God too? Like, you see, know what I, I mean? See, obviously, I am, but I think that's also from personal data, personal experience. But it is it is really funny that the argument does go on, and you're right, Matt. It just keeps when it just starts getting into rhetoric, and it just starts getting into stuff like, oh, well, I'm going to show you this that that uh mic drop. Every Christian or atheist seems sometimes seems like they want, oh yeah, what about this? You know, done. Everybody's saved, and so on both sides, it kind of happens that way. And then I just it gets silly when you see the Facebook, you know, too much of the debating or the arguing in anything because it always ends the exact same way it began. No, no movement. Yeah. No movement one way or the other, really. That's what bothers me. And believe me, there are a lot of atheists who criticize like Reddit atheism because a lot of the memes, the atheist memes tend to float up to the top of the page. And maybe it's something for people who've never heard this stuff before. Yeah. But when you've dabbled in these discussions and debates for years and years, You've heard all this stuff before. It's not enough to just like, oh, that's a cute like slam on a Bible verse. It doesn't do anything for me. But I guess if you've never seen it before, no matter who you are, this stuff might be interesting. So, Hammett, let's say you die. And uh, (laughs) Joey is a pastor. So, yeah, Joey is worried about your your eternal (laughs) salvation. Joey has to popcorn to an unrelated topic. And it has, yeah, just we have to shift gears. Only only pastors can care about people. Here comes the aha moment. Wait, I was on this bad Christian podcast and I totally got saved today. That's what you have to tell people. His reaction was priceless. (laughs) Best episode ever. (laughs) No, so I'm, I'm curious. Like, so you wake up in heaven. And Jesus is standing there and he said, Hemet, come on, man. Uh, I've known you ever since you were a little kid. I understand why you didn't believe. It's okay. But now you're here. You're good to go. You're not going to have any pain or anything like that. From your perspective right now, do you think you jump right into argumentative? Like, what in the hell were you doing all this time? Why is life so shitty for so many people? Or do you think you just kind of like, oh, okay, well, I was wrong. That's cool. I, I don't think those two are different things. Like, no, if if I if Jesus was there, I don't, I think, all right, I was wrong. But yeah, I would still ask those questions because those are still really good questions. But the questions wouldn't be in a, I don't want to stay here. Like, would you be like, I'm at, I don't want to live here forever. I mean, I don't know if I have that option though. Would I, if I was actually <laughs> there? Like, all right, I was wrong, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm glad yeah. I'm up here, I guess. Yeah, that's the same, I Joey. I guess you prepared the, a place for me. Yeah, yeah. But Joey, that's the same as those guys were saying on the Mark Solomon podcast where they were talking about how, essentially, if if God is whatever, powerful, then it just doesn't matter if you like it or not. Like, you could go to right. the gates of heaven and go, oh, crap, I think this is like a halfway decent God, actually kind of crappy, but yeah, better just go this way. I, you don't have a choice. Like, 
what is the choice? If God's real, you, you have to serve him even if you thought he was just mediocre. You just would have to because you go, oh, I was just this little stupid person. But I mean, this is a constant thing too. Like, look, if you showed me God existed, yeah, I would kind of be curious why he's letting these, you know, innocent people die and people starve all over the world. Um, that's not saying whether or not he exists. That's saying, okay, right. fine, I get it. You do exist. But I have a lot of questions about how you work. Right. Hammond, one thing I was going to ask now, is this your like profession? Do you think of being the friendly ace as your career and, and what made you go in that route as, as opposed to anything else? So, you know what? I did the blog as a hobby for many, I think it's, man, it's got to be close to like 10 years now. Um, and about seven or eight years in, um, I started writing at Pathios, the, the big religion yeah. Yeah. of sorts, um, to the point where I was actually making some money from it. And all this time, by the way, I was teaching at a high school. I taught math, like religion didn't come into it or anything. Uh, but I started making some money and I started having some leeway to branch out. So I do YouTube now. I do have a podcast, things like that. But at oh, but some point friendly. in the past couple of years, it got to the point where I'm like, I think I can try to do this for a living. And I, I think if you yeah. give me 10, 12 hours back, you know, where I wasn't teaching and doing all the stuff involved with teaching, um, I think I could do even more. Right. Uh, so a couple of it's been two years now where, yeah, this is kind of what I do for a living. Uh, mostly writing on the website um, and then trying to do all these other littler projects here and there. And so you have the Friendly Atheist podcast, right? I do have a Friendly Atheist podcast. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's awesome. Do you do you ever have Christians on there? Yeah, we we have several times and we've tried to um, it's kind of like what you guys are doing here, too, where it, I've tried to get people who I can actually have a conversation with. Yeah, kind of like it when I can talk to people who are not the type of people who I think would have a conversation with me. I think my favorite and most infuriating person that I've talked to was someone whose YouTube video went viral because she lives in Chicago, just like I do, uh, or around it. And she went to the museum, the Field Museum downtown, and she made a video where she's basically talking through an evolution exhibit at the museum and saying, here's why they got everything wrong. But anyone who understands science is watching what she's saying, saying, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. And that's kind of why it's so funny. You have someone who is so confident she's right <laughs> and yet saying everything objectively wrong. Right. But she doesn't believe that for a second. And the thing is, uh, she lives near me. And I reached out to her at some point in the future. I'm, I'm yada yadaing some middle stuff here. But I reached out to her and asked if she'd be willing to talk to me. And she said, yes. And we had a two hour conversation in person, kind of like what That's we're cool. doing now. And you know what? It was it was angering, like mind exploding on both sides about everything. But it was it's not a conversation you would expect to see someone have. Was it better than you would expect with seeing a video like that? You know what? Did you like wind up liking her more than you would thought you would? As a person? Yeah, I liked her a lot more than than I thought I would. As a person talking about science uh -huh. and religion, everything she said was infuriating. Yeah. Um, and it's, by the way, I probably feel the same way about a lot of like Republican politicians too. Like I see Mike Huckabee a lot on TV. I basically cringe every time he talks about social issues and religion. And yet you do get the sense that this guy seems like a genuinely good guy if it wasn't for all that stuff. Um, and by the way, I, we also talked to on the podcast, uh, Sarah Palin's ghostwriter for her books. Oh, boy. I mean, she's worked with Bristol Palin. She works with Sarah Palin. Yeah. P politically speaking, we have like nothing in common. And she is honestly one of the nicest people I've talked to uh, for being a stranger, for someone I don't know personally. I had a blast talking to. I met her in person. We didn't record that. But like 
I met her in person. We had lunch one day. She was so sweet. Um, so it is fun to talk to people because how often, you know, in life do we get to talk to people who don't exist in our own little circles? Mm -hmm. You don't get to have those conversations all the time. So it, it's fun being able to talk to people I disagree with. It's interesting. Um, let's take a break and we'll be back. I got a bunch of thoughts. That made me think of a bunch of really good questions I want to ask you um, and talk about. So we'll take a break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Joey, I am not feeling that good. Today. I know, man. Hey, have you lost your appetite? No, no, I haven't. Well, that's and, good. Uh, that's and, good. and that is the one shining moment. I'm kind of sick, not feeling too good. One shining moment is my our good friend's nature box. Oh, man. Next time I, I'm sick, I hope I have nature box. Oh, I know. It is so it's awesome. Comfort. Comfortable. So awesome. Here's why it's more of a comfort food because not only are you comfortable tasting something really good, but you right. also have the comfort of knowing you're not putting crap in your body. Oh, I know, man. It is amazing all the awesome things things that are inside of your snacks with nature box and all the non awesome things are left out that's what's so cool you're, you're a jerky fan right oh yeah they, oh, they seriously are the yeah. best jerky i've they, ever had yeah, it I is know. so good man it's so good i love the teriyaki i like the regular or the uh, it's just so so good yeah so hey let me ask you guys listening are you trying to eat better but you think all the nutrition labels are confusing nature box has uh, a, a snack for that. They've taken out the guesswork and frustration so you can snack confidently and stop wasting time sifting through the nutrition labels. I mean, we're talking this stuff is simple without all the complicated, complex, unhealthy stuff. And we're also talking a hundred ridiculously delicious snacks. And they source this stuff all over the world. You go online, you choose the snacks that you want, and it shows up to your freaking front door. It couldn't be easier. Yep. I so, mean, it, it makes me happy. Yeah, it makes me happy too. And so it makes me even more happy to be the bearer of good news that all you have to do is go to naturebox.com forward slash bad Christian right now. Get 50% off your first box, man. Oh, God. Half off of your first box of delicious and unique snacks without any of the junk. That's naturebox.com forward slash bad Christian. Do it right now for half off of your first box of the best tasting snacks I've ever had in my life. Hey, I'm going to go in the kitchen and get my sriracha roasted, roasted cashews right can now. Can I have some? Yes, you can. Joey, you know what else I've been doing? I've, I've been eating my nature box. And also, since I'm sick, I'm kind of laying around on the couch. And you know what I love to do? I love to use my texture app and, and just read anything I want. Honestly, that is what's so cool. Basically, when it comes to magazines, I know what I like. And with Texture, I can get all the magazines that I want in one super convenient place. It is so cool. Texture is an app that lets you tap into the world's most popular magazines anytime, anywhere, using your smartphone or tablet. It's cool. Once I started using Texture, you know what it reminds me of is it reminds me of Netflix. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the the magazine version of net, Netflix. Right. You can, We're all you binge, can binge read. Exactly. Exactly. So with Texture, you can start binge reading. And uh, trust me, that's a lot better than binge watching Netflix. It's it's a lot healthier oh, sure. and better for your mind. Here's the deal, too, though. The best part is Texture is offering offering our listeners a free trial right now when you go to texture.com forward slash bad Christian. Wait, what was that F word that you just used? Texture.com forward slash bad Christian. No, I think you said free. Free trial right now. Dang. You'll gain immediate entry to all of the top magazines, including back issues and bonus video content. That's what I love, the back issues of some of these magazines. Because how else could you go back and see awesome articles 
uh, without this app. You I know, can't. You, you I, either I, need so Marty cool. McFly or Texture. That's right. So start binge reading for free right now when you go to texture.com forward slash bad Christian. That's texture.com forward slash bad Christian. And we're back. <laughs> so, uh, Emmett, um, living in Chicago, the, and you were talking earlier about your circles and people that you don't normally hang out with. Do you mostly associate with atheists? Like, is it like you do you have like this secret best friend that's just a total Christian? <laughs> it, it's weird. Uh, in my real life, uh, like online, yeah, it's almost all atheists just because that's what I do. Those are the groups I work with and whatnot. In my real life, the people I know don't really talk about religion at all. Um, I know them because we were friends in high school or college or their family friends or what have you. And whenever we get together, religion just doesn't come up at all. Except for when you had to talk about what you do. Yeah, yeah right. which is which. Depending on the person, I may or may not say very much. Right. <laughs> well, so that's what that's what has me really interested thinking about the idea of it. I, I'm still caught on that of this is what you do for a living, and it yeah. makes me because we think about this a lot and talk about it on the show. What does it mean for Christians, for instance, to do our to do our faith for a living? This whole industry because we we have some real issues that's really hard to think through. Why is it hard? Well, we, you know, we we get into all these things of like, you know, are there people profiting off of it? What's the real central thing? Should it be run by the church? You know, well, you know, when you put money into anything, it's right. people's livelihoods and these industries, then how much money do you up. make compared to how much do you give? You know what I mean? Should you be making a certain amount? You know, it, it seems to get complicated that there's professionalism in whole industries, such as the cr- Christian music industry. This right. is predicated around selling Christ, you know, right. in a, in compact disc form. So, <laughs> um, so it, it it makes things real confusing. I never thought about it before, but I, I suppose it could be even the same with atheism and it's an industry. And then when you're talking about Sarah Palin and them and stuff like that, like clearly, like I don't know if they believe the stuff they say even at all. Yeah. When you talk, I mean, it, it's an interesting question. Does Huckabee believe what he says? And he's weird, or is that all just his job? And then at some point, it just gets super confusing. I feel that way about right. Christianity, but I never thought about it. With atheism, it must be the same way. This is your job now. You have to figure out how to, what, to make it go well. It's weird because it's it's something I'm not used to navigating. I, I think there was a time when the only people who were making any money as an atheist, I mean, uh-huh. you would have to be a best-selling author, which is a handful yeah. of people, not very many. You were, or you were working for like one of a handful of nonprofit organizations that could actually sustain a full time staff. And there weren't many of those either. Um, And now that's changing. Like now there are more uh, writers, there are more organizations, but those are still kind of the only jobs. There are very few social media atheists who are doing this for a living. Um, Like I could name them on some hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it is weird. But to get to your point, like, what is it that I do? You know, it, what's my goal? What's my, what am I trying to do with it? I, I feel like the biggest thing I can do right now is give people, uh, let people know what's going on with religion, with atheism. Like these are the, if you're an atheist, these are the things you should be thinking about as you make your way into the world. That's why I write a lot about politics. That's why I write about you know, religion as it harms people when this is, I mean, hopefully the things I'm posting for the most part, I would hope religious people read them and say, I disagree with that too. Like I, I'm on board wherever you're coming from. Uh, thankfully, that's not my religion. I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of hope that's what a lot of people are saying. Um, and I hope if you do that enough times, you'll realize like, oh, that's kind of all religion. Atheism's different than Christianity, for instance, in that there's not really a, a hierarchy or, yeah. or tribes or authority or a 
tradi- I mean, you're kind of independent, yeah. which is kind of interesting. No, so it probably close. makes it more likely for you to be credible, though. You know, like Maybe. you're not you're not just have to do these things by these right. people and crawl up these power structures. Like, kind of, yeah. you can say whatever you want to, or can you get in trouble with your flock and stuff? Uh, like, is there an ag- oh, is there a possible atheist agenda that you need yeah. to conform to, like the Republican Party or the Catholic Church? There does? is. I mean, look, if I said I was pro life, mm-hmm. for example. I'm sure that would alienate a lot of people. I could say that. I'm not. I mean, I'm not pro-life. But I mean, if I said that, if I actually believed that, no, believe me, there would be a there would I would be a pariah in the community. There's no doubt about that. Um, so yeah, there is that, but there is no one telling me I can't say sure, that. Sure. It's just unpopular within that circle of people. Um, I am kind of jealous though that, you know, at least if you are raised in Christianity. You can grow up thinking, I could do this for a living. I could become a pastor. Right. I could go to seminary. Exists, I could be a yeah. work for Campus Crusade, whatever. And that, that doesn't exist for atheists. Those of us who are doing it for a living, for the most part, have kind of carved out our own niche and, mm-hmm. and are living in it. But uh, no, there's no doubt that there are certain stances I could take that would be super unpopular. You could do stuff to make you unpopular, but would there also be some main, like, are there compromises you could make? for an atheist that would compromise your morals, but there'd be more sales and better performance climbing instead of, you know what I mean? Like, is there an up channel for that the way there is in Christianity? You know, I'm wondering if that like a sellout atheist. I'm I'm trying to think of what a sellout atheist would have to say. I I can't think of anything off the top of my head. However, I think if I ever said, you know what? I think God, maybe not Christianity, but I think God exists. That would be me selling out because believe me, that story would go crazy. Okay, then you, I, could, you know what yeah, I mean. It'd be huge the other way, yeah. I've always wondered that. Like, okay, you don't believe in God, so you do have some <laughs> sense of morals, I guess. Is that what you would call like right and wrong, or your morals? Like, a, a you have a moral compass or something like that. Like, if you don't believe in any kind of like real punishment from lying, as opposed, you know, maybe you might, maybe society might think less of you or bad or whatever. But if you if you lied and said you believed in God. There's no real like criminal prosecutor or anything like that. But what if you just said that and then you could go to every church and get money? <laughs> you have something inside of you that says that's wrong or you or you believe that doing that isn't right? No, that's exactly it. Like I would feel horrible if I had to lie in order to make money. You know what I mean? If I was saying something that I didn't actually believe just for the sake of making money or something, that's yeah. that just seems to go against everything I want people to be doing. So I've always wondered that, like, I even had a, a movie idea where there's an atheist and he, he starts dating a Christian girl and they go to church and uh, something happens where... He accidentally, they accidentally think he becomes a Christian. And then, uh, so they do like a, I was even thinking like a God fund me or something. And he's, <laughs> it helps him. And then, but and he just rolls with right, it. Right. He just rolls with it until it gets bigger and bigger. But I mean, I believe people do that. I believe that there are yeah. people preaching and oh, teaching yeah. from the pulpit that don't really care about it and actually are making a ton of money. And then, and I guess that, that, I guess that is my hardest thing with atheism is why not? Like who? If it doesn't, does it really matter if you lied to everybody and said you were a Christian or not a Christian or what, like, what is the real, there's no eternal punishment. There's just, and not much now, all you would get, what if you literally got super rich? I think that's, I think that's what we've got. And, you know, I mean, I mean, look at Scientology. They say that the whole thing with L. Ron Hubbard, he said, Hey, make a religion. You'll get rich and do whatever you want. He kind of did. No, it's definitely an ethical issue. Um, and believe me. Uh, so, but that does that not trump like ethics, like pleasure, success? Does that like why would ethics? Why would you hold them so high in regard as opposed to 
getting a Lamborghini. It's more of a golden rule sort of thing. That's not the world I want to live in. That's not a world that's going to be. I see. That's not going to be good for all of us if people are getting away with that and profiting off of that. Um, and I guess it's a matter of, you know, what type of world do you want to live in? One where people call out that sort of BS or one where people are all doing it, trying to do it. Um, right. I, I, what I like about the atheist community, and I say that very broadly, is that, believe me, there are people who will do things like what you're suggesting, things that I find very unethical. And I have found that we will call out our own if and when that happens um, as much as we can anyway. What frustrates me is when I see this sort of unscrupulous like nonsense that you see in the Christian world, and I feel like I don't hear enough criticism by Christians of the stuff that is going on. And, and I We give it a good my, shot over here, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I, I wish it would be nice if some of the bigger name pastors, the ones that right. have the huge pulpits and TV shows... Uh, would call out some of the people who are asking, yeah. you know, I want $65 million for a private plane. Uh, right. If you send, what's all the John Oliver televangelist segment? If you send me right. the money, I'll, and it's seed money for the, yeah, obviously seed. I know a lot of Christians who disagree with that, who called that right. uh, a con. Yeah. But in fact, like what we were saying before, you would expect people of no faith at all to be some of the most successful and prominent uh, people and richest and most successful in but our they faith. They could fake it and get away with it. Because they can, like right. Toby said, you would figure that out. And if you didn't care, maybe that's not for you. You wouldn't enjoy that. There's a million atheists or non-Christians, whoever. Not It's not a group yeah, that yeah. does it. Just selfish, greedy people. It's a very safe place for them to do it. You could expect it in any. If we had a giant Hindu uh, crowd here and there was a lot of yeah. money to be made there'd be a ton of those same people might would go do that it just that's just where people are going to find themselves yeah no it, and that's just human nature there are some people yeah. who will take advantage who will lie cheat and steal to get ahead so, so the worst of us though yeah. are the ones that that may not even be us anyway so let me ask you that like when it comes to those the masquerading over there the people that give us the worst name sometimes yeah when it comes to those people in the name of jesus who do those things that are uh -huh. Uh, scamming the televangelists who are scamming right. people out of their money, what have you. Do you guys think they are really Christian or do you think they are, they know it's all a scam and they don't even believe the religion aspect? It's not that they're Christians exaggerating this for profit. It's that they don't believe it. All. I think when you're given the real, you know, the real caricature ones like that, I, I think that they're a combination of absolutely evil, just bad people, you know, just trying to make money and aware of it. Some, some are mentally and ill. Then, and I then think. the other big, big, big one, I think uh, lends itself to leadership in any way in, in Christianity, especially is uh, people who are, have a personality disorders where they, they really can grandiosely believe that what they're doing is good. And it's just super well, self. Let me, let me add one thing to that. Let me add one caveat to that. I would also say it's people that started with belief and then something blew up so big that you can't get out of it. Once you say, I can blow and the Holy Spirit knocks you over and knocks you out. Yeah. Right. Well, you have to do that next time too, or not as many people. And so then you're it's caught. A personality so some, disorder yeah, right. But some of those people that. are caught in their own system that they were maybe even initially started it to be. I mean, that's the same as politics. I think a lot, a lot sure. of politicians started with power, with, with good hearts. And then yeah. all of a sudden there's a lobbyist that says, hey, well, you do this and do this. And then it just turns out to where to get the president, right. you have to be a but, piece but of shit. Character flaws and personality disorders both would be exaggerated with power. Right. Right. They yes. just would. Someone like Benny Hinn, someone who's right. like the faith healer. If I touch your forehead, you're going to fall over and stuff. Right. Like, do you think they are Christians in any sense of the word? That's what I'm saying. There's, they're indistinguishable, but one of them is, is no. And the other one is uh, a, a person that can be, the way I look at it, ill.
but I mean, I, I not 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 to not to make a joke here, but I mean, I the the big thing here is you you have to at least say he identifies as <laughs> no yeah so right. his identification like he's That's, identifying as if a he Christian self so genuinely you, believes it then I just right. say it's a really mis you know, I'm just saying, a like ill he, person yeah. very misdirected self deluded and that's so yeah. awful but he could believe it's, or he could totally not and act identical yeah you're probably right yeah but you know I think well, I think what you're getting at him at is um, the the verse definitely shed some light on the fact that there's going to be some people that are convinced oh my gosh i thought i was doing all this stuff and it was your will and jesus is going to say i, I didn't even know who you were I, i'm sure some me. of them believe their own stuff sure. they believe their own hype yep yeah i i personally when i look at benny hen when i look at benny hen and i really see kind of behind the scenes and i just look at his face and hear him talk i seriously and this is going to sound horrible i do think he's kind of pure evil that's just me and i and i and i totally could be wrong and that could be my christian brother and we'll he'll give me a noogie in heaven like isn't he like killing it like in this life he's kind of killing it right like i mean what i mean he's just doing what he's doing hurting a lot of people in the process but maybe he's helping a lot of people they they believe they have some kind of faith structure and they go well you know what yeah i'll give him a thousand dollars plant a seed and does it really hurt them i think it does And, and and i'll tell you why um it hurts them because he's taking money from the most gullible, uh, the people who have nowhere else to turn. That's why they're going to him. And so, sure, they'll feel good temporarily. They'll feel like something's happening. They'll feel right. like they're getting cured. Um, but in the long run, they're actually getting hurt. Maybe they're not taking their medicine because they think God is going to fix it. Uh, maybe they're not seeing a doctor that they should be because they think they just got healed. That's where I think he's hurting them. Um you you mentioned evil. I don't know if he, it's an evil thing. I think it's just an unethical thing because, mm-hmm. at least in his case, I think he knows it's all a game. I think he believes it's a con and he's just going with it. Y'all don't have that problem in atheists. There's not like tons of Christians over there masquerading as atheists for the benefits. Yeah, right. I don't think I don't know anyone doing it. <laughs> There's no like, you don't have to weed those out like, like we do. Joel Osteen, when I see Rick Warren even, when they talk about these, I mean, Rick Warren's someone who makes a ton of money based off mm-hmm. his, but i don't doubt right. his sincerity for a second i think right. he really does believe what he's saying i think joel osteen too believes the stuff he's saying um even when they say some things that are just ridiculously uh that are just ridiculous um but it is it's fascinating that so many of the ones that have this power to be on tv that have the money to pull that off uh the sort of things they say and do uh it's amazing i wish again like i said I wish I would hear more Christians, mm-hmm. especially the ones who run these big churches, uh, tell their flock, like, you got to stop believing that stuff. That's not yeah. what our faith yeah. is about. And they're wrong. And they yeah, just I never seem to hear. Well, them. I mean, yeah, I got no problem saying John Oliver is definitely right. It's no problem to me saying that all those arguments and John Oliver's whole segment is spot on. Right. We do. I agree that we do have to acknowledge those things. And it is hard. I don't know. I mean, I, I agree with you. I listen to Sam Harris essentially every episode. He's my favorite atheist. Yeah. Uh, you can be number two, I guess. Thank but, you. <laughs> um, but he says, you know, he, he's really critical on, for instance, Muslims and Islam to be critical on itself. He thinks that's the best way, the way it should be handled. And everything yeah. he says about that, I find to be, I, I agree with right. on that issue. So it should be applied to Christianity as well. This stuff isn't going to change unless... Uh, people within the religions call for a reformation right. within itself. Which is in our, both of our best interests, yeah. I would say, you and I. I yeah. would say. So is there not any sin that Matt, Toby, and I all kind of operate from a standpoint of, yeah, we should probably not do that, that you, on the other hand, are just like, yeah, boy, 
I can do that all I want. Doesn't really matter. Like, is there anything that Hmm. you would see us as putting ourselves in like this religious bondage when you're just like, no, it's a part of life. Just what ethical hedonism are we missing is the question. Yeah, yeah I, could, I, I don't know what you are because I, I don't know where all of you stand on all these issues. Stereotypical stuff, though, in the Christian faith, then like any sort of any sort of sexual freedom that we don't take up on. Like, do you think that we're too? Like, hard what on do you ourselves? think we're wrong for being pro-life? Like, I, I am pro-life for sure. You know what's interesting about that? I have heard argument. I mean, I I got a lot of trouble a couple of years ago because I had a guest post on my site from someone who said. I'm an atheist and I'm pro-life and here's why. Something like that. Why is that one so bad for you guys? It was so bad. I mean, one, I think her arguments were just nonsense. That That's, I think, why she got criticized. Okay. It, it wasn't just the belief. The point being, though, um, I think you could make a case as to why it makes sense to be pro-life. I don't know that I would agree with it, but I think you could make that case. And I have no problem necessarily with people who believe that, even if they are atheists and stuff. I think the problem comes in with how do you apply that? Because when I see it in the news, when I read about it from politicians, it's not that they're pro-life and they want to convince you to keep the baby. It's that they're going to stop you from having a choice in the matter, no matter what. Um, That's where I have a problem with it. Uh, But I I don't care if you're pro-life. I'm vegetarian too, but I don't care if other people are not. It's just a, I would love to convince people to not be, to not eat meat. But that's about the extent of it. I'm not about to stop people from like going to McDonald's if they want to. Um, By the way, you asked like, are you guys missing out on anything? I don't know that that you are. I mean, I would hope you have good reasons for doing whatever it is you do. Uh, And then honestly, I don't care how you guys live your life. Just don't hurt anyone else in the process. Well, what Joey and Toby speak to a lot and we do here is that we have Christians have the secret fantasy if they were atheists, what all they would get to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. If we could confirm the God thing, I would do, and we have a list. You know. That's interesting because, uh, yeah, I would love to hear that. What sort of things do you think you would be able? Well, see, to do? I think it falls apart there. I think it's really interesting because that's that's, yeah. that's like a, a semi immature thing that we th- think about. <laughs> but really, if you oh, you're saying you could do heroin and and have sex and try to rape anything you saw, yeah. like you wouldn't want to do that, and then you just go, well, I guess I wouldn't. Really? Like, I guess in the long, I mean, I, I, or could I, what if I could lie and get a giant following and have billions of dollars in, as right. a con man? Well, I actually don't want to do that. Even if I could, I don't think I do want to. So and I, part you of know. me wants to respond like, man, if religion is the only reason you're <laughs> right. not raping someone, right. I am glad you have religion. Yes, um, right. <laughs> part of it too is, look, uh, you're right. Let's take sex, for example, because I heard, I know plenty of Christians who believe in the abstinence before marriage or at the very least like uh don't sleep around or whatever mm-hmm. it's it's monogamy for life and whatever fine good if if that works for you i i don't care i know a lot of atheists who will say like okay well then i can sleep around and they do and some of them are fine with it and some of them are not some of them are unhappy about it too but i think the point is like it just becomes another thing there, people have discussions about it they have debates about it it's not that because they're doing it, they're suddenly happy. Everything's great. It's it's kind of all the same problems you would have in any other way of life. It's just kind of shifting over, I guess, to another issue. I think, too, for me, though, to answer that question, Christianity has been so ingrained in me that I can't get it out. Even if I said right now, yeah, you know what? I kind of believe s- some of this and that, and so I don't believe in God anymore. I think it's like, like for example— I was having this conversation the other day with somebody. It might have been Matt or or, or my friend John. 
But when marijuana is completely legalized, it's not yeah. legalized in our state. Yeah. I'm always going to think of it as a little bad. I can't, I won't ever get that out of my brain that it is just a plant. It's not that big of a deal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like there's something I am the same way, by the way, I'm the exact really? same. Way. I've never done it. I have no desire to do it. But if you ask me what's wrong with doing it, I got nothing. Right. Yeah. Right. But there's just something uh, a little, because I've always heard, like I watched videos when I was in elementary school and high school, you know, about you'll die one puff of a cigarette, you know, a marijuana cigarette and you're dead and you'll kill other people and all stuff. So I think that's the thing with me, but I do believe I w- if I didn't believe in God, there'd be some things that would, I would loosen up on. You know sure. what? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is a fair analogy or not, but uh, this question was posed to me. Um, what if you could make meat in a lab? So that mm-hmm. no animals are right. suffering as a result. Would you yep. eat it then? And part of me says, like, no, I would still be weirded out by that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because it just feels wrong. Even though the the big the only complaint I have about meats is now off the table. Right. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know. I, I get where you're coming right. from, though. Like, yeah, if you remove that barrier. You you will see yeah. that dilemma in your lifetime. I'm sure I sure. will. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure. yeah. You'll, you'll have that in less than a couple of days. I really think, I think on both sides of the fence of Christianity and atheism and everything in between, you have some people that see good in itself and some people that don't. For example, Priscilla and I, my, my wife, we get in this discussion all the time to where I was just like, if there's no God, I wouldn't be that motivated to be good. Like I would really, I just couldn't get in the back part of my brain. Anything good and decent I do in the long run, it's not going to mean anything. And she just, she's like, she's a Christian too. And she's like, you are insane. Like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) And I've also heard on the atheism uh, realm, I've like, I think uh, Nietzsche basically said the same thing. I think he didn't, he, I want to say he ended up killing himself because he was a hundred percent uh, fatalistic. He was just like, if there's no meaning in life, he's mm-hmm. just like, there's no point in anything. And it drove him insane. And then there's some atheists that are just like, this is so stupid. Of course you can do good for, for good sake. So I don't even think it's an atheism Christianity thing as much as it's, there's some people that see good in itself and some people that can't see yeah. that. I can't. The biggest, I mean, there is a test we could run, which is the fact that a lot of people who are Christian have stopped being Christian. They have lost their faith. And then what happens now that the barrier that you used right, to have is right. gone? They're not doing all those things that are horrible. I mean, if you look at, I mean, you could even point to objective data, like uh, the prison rates for atheists are relatively low. It's not because they're better people. There's so many other variables that play into that. But like, we're not the ones committing the crimes and identify as atheists. So it's not that more crime is happening with atheists. It's not that countries that have less religion are seeing more problems too. So the funny thing is what you posed is a hypothetical. Like if I lost my faith, what are these debaucherous things that I would do? But people have done that. They have lost their faith. They have become atheists and they don't do those things. So for whatever reason, we've seen this experiment in real time and it doesn't go the way a lot of people like to think it's going to go. We're yeah. not, it's not like. Yeah, it's kind of backwards. And it speaks to your point of the low prison rates, too. That's, you know, like, for instance, atheism is almost a uh, it's a luxury. It's a luxury point of view to be. It's, a, it's, a, it's It used to be, we used to say non-Christians and we'd mean heathen, barbarian, right. Right. the lowest of, you know, bad, rough, crazy outside people that just don't even have the society and church and that whole thing. But now people that are atheists or at least claim atheism, yeah. which we see as non-Christians, they're the, the affluent. They're the people that have educated, yeah. and that have the ability exactly to be out of poverty and, and, and those kinds of things. They so tend it's a whole to have more thing. formal education. Right. They tend to be more affluent. So, of course, less in prison. But. So, yes, you're exactly right. That's why I'm hesitant to say like, oh, look, we're not in prison, so we're better people. You're right. 
but yeah, it, it, it is interesting that if, cause it's a fun thought experiment. If you didn't believe this stuff, what would stop you? But at least in practice, I, I don't see that happening. I hang around bunches of atheists all the time. And it's not like it's just giant orgies all the time. That's not what's going on. When you go back to your brothel today yes, and you I reflect don't. on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I would say too, to that last point, and then we need to get to the news, man. But um, yeah, let's I, do it. that last point, I would also say re- people who are religious tend not to lose their faith. So, but they do tend to not listen to their God, not, not follow the tenets of their religion and stuff too. So you might have somebody like, uh, uh, a Ted Bundy who maybe grew up Christian and then all of a sudden he's overwhelmed by these feelings to kill people, becomes a serial killer and then revisits his faith again in prison. But at that at that time, just like we were talking about wh- whoever, these pastors, you know, Benny Hinn or something, we consider Benny Hinn not a Christian, but he is a Christian or something like So I, I would think that a lot of people are doing just horrible things and would still identify as a Christian. You know what I mean? Like they were, they were going to do stuff. The only time in the past couple of years that I have heard someone do something horrible and identify as an atheist. You may remember there was the, there were those horrible shootings of three Muslim people in Chapel Hill, North Carolina last year at right. the college town. Yeah. And uh, basically the story was an atheist lived next to a Muslim guy. The story was there was a parking dispute and this guy basically killed this guy and two women who were with him at the yeah. time. And horrible story. And he was an atheist. There is no doubt that he was an right. atheist. But the question that at least we were asking in my world was, did he, was this a religious beef that he had with these people, that they were Muslims and he was an atheist? And all the evidence we have seen, I'm not saying this because I'm biased, uh, all the evidence we found says, no, this wasn't a religious hate crime. This was seriously a guy who was messed up in the head, who was literally pissed off about parking went off on these people. Um, But that's the thing. When you talk about Ted Bundy or something, was he an atheist temporarily when he was doing those things? And (laughs) usually when you hear those stories, the people who do, who happen to be atheists or claimed to be an atheist, they're not doing horrible things because they don't believe in God. They have other dogmatic, horrible reasons for doing these horrible things. But it's not like they're saying, Richard Dawkins told me to, so I'm going to do it. Or God doesn't exist, so you all must die. I don't hear that in practice, like ever. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, we're gonna go to our new segment, Hemet. So let's let's kick that music, Matt. All right, that uh, parking dispute does sound like a news type of news story we do. So let's roll. Let's hit, let's do the news. In a world where you sit with your two best buddies who are Christians and your new friend Hemet who you secretly off-air paid $1,000 to, and he says he will act as a Christian for one week. This is Toby Morrell, and this is the damn news. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Uh, And this goes kind of back to what we were talking about before. I actually, my friends, have a roving reporter that um, sent me this, and this is from uh, roving reporter Brett Lockery. And this comes from TMZ world news and uh him i'd like to hear your perspective on this too just because um you know you'll see this this news story a little bit differently than us a college student in a coma after attempting to drink two gallons of semen (laughs) (laughs) so uh susan yoshikomatsu 19 of phoenix is in a medically induced coma after doctors found two gallons of semen in her stomach Please tell me this is not true. This is true. true. Reportedly, the woman, uh, 
the, reportedly the young woman was attempting the new swallow challenge, which originated in Japan. According to reports, uh, she she read about the swallow challenge on a popular Japanese blog earlier this week, and, and she is 19 years old and is a sophomore at Arizona State University. Uh, she found out more about the challenge after a friend had posted a Vine video showing clips of other girls attempting the challenge. According to her roommate, uh, Carla, she said that Susan is always competitive and would never turn down the challenge. <laughs> Susan contacted her friend Carla several days ago to tell her about the challenge. At first, Carla was reluctant to help Susan give, given the nature of the challenge and was concerned about the se- several negative factors the challenge may present to Susan. After Susan explained the challenge to Carla and showed her a blog where she had found the challenge, Carla, Carla made her best attempt to talk Susan out of doing it. Basically, she goes on to do it and they she did the challenge, ended up obviously having too much liquid in her stomach. And uh, the paramedics arrived at the scene and had semen spilling from her nose and mouth while unconscious. She was rushed to St. Joseph's Hospital where doctors had to put her in a medically induced coma and pump her stomach. Susan is expected to survive and her friend hopes she doesn't try this challenge again. All right, Hemet, what do you think? What Does this make you believe in God? You're saying Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> wonder why the hell you would just do something you read online like don't do that go go look into what you're doing first study the stuff study semen for crying out loud she said that they were able to get two gallons of semen from over 200 guys that's what i was wondering how do you get that much semen you know what i mean and does it do you refrigerate yeah it was refrigerated too (laughs) are you sure this ain't bogus it says it's real it's from what tmz Yeah, TMZ's legit. I, guess. I mean, it, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it sounds fake. It's on it TV. Sounds kind of it, bogus. It's on me. TV. Well, I mean, the thing also. is, like, I, okay, this is why we might combust it. Isn't it hard to do one gallon of milk? You know what I mean? Like the people do the milk challenge where you try to drink a milk, a gallon yeah. of milk, and it just doesn't work out, right? Yeah, d- yeah, it doesn't sound like it makes sense to me, but I don't know. It's I can't. I mean, I can I can see there's a possibility in this world that that story did actually happen. What I can't understand is why you would choose it and read it on the show that i can't understand well yeah i'm with matt on this one i mean and you doubt its veracity so i mean is this the damn news is this the damn truth is what is this well i mean you know what i mean that was a roving reporter he was going off on the news so you let people give news stories that could be wrong it might it's from tmz that's like a well a real uh like a, I appreciate I appreciate your commitment to the truth, even if it was be, be, be unpleasant. So, so you you, you submit that. to other news chains. So you're not the no ultimate. no. I, I understand. No, I just dude, I always thought that you were. I'm the telling ultimate. y'all, I report the truth, and I trust my roving reporter. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put my name attached to this and say it's one. You're it, attaching <laughs> your name to the the gallon <laughs> of semen. Yep. What have y'all ever done any crazy challenges in in college? Had nothing to do with semen. No, not semen. But I mean, have you ever done anything super crazy or or just outrageous? That I mean, I I tried the milk challenge. I couldn't do it. That's what I'm saying. That's the only thing that makes me think this might not be real because I tried to drink a gallon of milk and super fat, and I, your stomach can't hold it, right, Matt? I tried to live a life without God, and it was just the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. I just could not. <laughs> Him, are you still there? No, I'm still here. Oh, uh, no, he just didn't find it funny. He just, that's not funny. All right. Uh, him, I was going to ask you, are you married, my friend? I am. And uh, why did you do that? You, I mean, <laughs> what, what was, I mean, you could have had everything. You could have had women every night and all that stuff or, or, Man, or men every night. I don't want to, I don't want to infer too much, but what, what made you uh, hey, settle and, down and, with a, with, with your lady? 
enjoy borrowing the concept of marriage yeah, from God. Marriage is awesome. I mean, uh, being able to have that bond with someone is is awesome. And uh, I, I think it's good for family. I, I like that stuff. That's all well and good. But I mean, like, do you think of it in any way? Like, is your, is your wife an atheist too? Uh, I would say she's more apathetic more than anything. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to religion. But yeah, she she doesn't believe in God. Was that anything that mattered to you? You know what I mean? Like when you were, when did you get married? How long you been married? Uh, you actually know this, right? Two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you're an atheist, you still can't remember. <laughs> I know. Um, it, I mean, it would have made a difference if she was like uh, strongly religious right. in some sort of way. That probably wouldn't have worked out. But I, right. I think that's not an atheist thing. That's that's with everybody. You know, if two people are very passionate and totally opposites, that's a hard sell. Um, if she was religious, if she said, I believe in God and that's about the extent of it, I, I don't think it would have posed any real problem. And if now she started to believe that you don't th- do you think that would interfere with your marriage? Do you think that would? No, I, I don't see how just a general like right. think it makes more sense to believe in God. I don't see how that would have how that would change anything on our end. Well, the reason I asked, I was, uh, I, so him, it just, you probably don't know this about me, but I'm kind of like a glutton for punishment. Like I will follow certain people just because it's like the, like the Trinity broadcasting network, TBN or whatever, that, like Christian stuff. Like I watch it almost like reality TV. Like it seems so outrageous and crazy the way they are. I mean, this is my God and the way these people are talking about it and using him and saying that, like, it's just so bizarre. It's almost like, you know, everybody's enthralled with the Kardashians or something. Mine is watching the people with purple hair talk about Jesus. Like, it's just outrageous to me. And so I follow some people, too, on Facebook. And I follow, I actually follow Kirk Cameron. And so today he posted, <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff's just too good, man. It's just, I mean, it's very entertaining for me for all the wrong reasons. But uh, and we hope to have him on the show one day. Maybe we will. But um, he posted this thing that said, 10 reasons marriages fail. And, uh, the, the first one, man, you are in trouble. I don't know if you can you guess what the first one might would be. It really, God. no, you don't pray together. <laughs> it? You don't pray together. <laughs> oh, man, we're all screwed. Uh-oh. Right. Strike one, him, you're you in trouble. Now, you, the, the second one is you strike don't respect one. each other. I was kind of wanting to go through these because I was thinking about some of these in our marriages as well. I do think respect is a big one. And I don't know about you guys, but like, I, y'all, y'all, y'all feel, respect issues like from you towards your wife or from her to you like matt you and you and bridget bridget is a spitfire do y'all ever get into respect arguments like do you feel disrespected by your wife a lot i would lose them so is your marriage your mar- okay just him it blew it on the praying one yes <laughs> and then she still yeah i so mean yeah we have the argument won. say you're disrespecting me and then i lose the argument yeah i don't bring up i don't bring up respect directly her, right. I mean, her position is i should disrespect you and you're not respectable so she's got a point you know what i mean like fair enough right all right i'm gonna shoot through a couple more yeah you're both too you're both too self-centered you don't set goals with each other now i kind of wonder what that means because obviously some career goals can't be met together. You think that's talking about like money goals, yeah. like your goals for the kids. Yeah, Joey, are you on board with all these? Because you're a pastor and Kurt Cameron. Not to cut you off there. Yep. Yep. Whenever these people say something like your marriage is only going to be successful if you pray together or, you know, if you are having money problems, you can only get out of debt. Um, this is what's that guy's name who does all the financials? Dave Amen. Ramsey. Yeah. You can only get out of debt if when you're saving money, part of it's going to go to your church. Right. Things like that. that. That's part of the plan. It's like there are plenty of people who don't use that ingredient 
but do everything else. And the statistics show it's not any different. Like we have evidence of this and you're totally wrong. You don't need prayer to get along. You need to be on the same wavelength with a lot of things and prayer might be one of them, but it's just ridiculous to think that this is something that has to apply to everybody. Right. I I think we all probably ascribe to, and even like the church we work at, I believe the big thing with that is you really do have to be careful. If people are just saying, hey, give to the church, and like it is good to give. Like I'm sure even as an atheist, you guys give and you want to help and you want to give your time, you want to give your money, whatever it might be. So I do think you have to be really careful with that. Like our church, Seacoast, not, I mean, there are things you have to keep the lights on in a place you meet. Atheist, do you guys have like a meeting spot? Do y'all get together and like have like something like a church? You know what? There is a movement in the past couple of years to try to have more of those communities where they do have a building of their own, but, uh, it's really hard to get people invested in a community like that when you don't have God as kind of the binding force for all that. So uh, the atheist communities that are out there, very few of them have the resources to have a building and to have staffers or anything like that. That's interesting. So if you could get people to believe in like some kind of cause or something invisible, they might would give more money. (laughs) So Entirely true. All right. Okay. I'm going to shoot through these last ones. You have lost yeah. the romance. If you you don't it have well fun enough, you together. It, you yeah. don't make each other a top priority. You don't grow together. And that's the last one. The funny one was it did not mention anything about sex. I do think that's a big one because our hyper-sexed culture and stuff like that, I, I, maybe that's kind of the romance part, but I think romance yep. is still like going, it says going on dates and, you know, having intimacy, you know, personally with each other and stuff like that. But I did think that was an interesting one. So anyway, what, what let this led me to, and I wanted to ask you him, do you know, like what are divorce statistics for atheists? Do atheists get married just as much as Christians? Is it like holding on to that idea of marriage? Do you feel any like link to uh, spirituality or Christianity? Cause it's like this thing that you are bonded together for your entire life. Like any of that stuff go along with it? I don't know the statistics off the top of my head, but I know that I would absolutely have noticed if someone said the divorce rates for atheists getting married is higher or they get married significantly less than religious people. I would have noticed that, but I can't recall ever noticing that. I don't think it's any different. Yeah. Within Christianity, there is a ton of divorce for sure. And and I mean, it is actually even against the rules. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you're not supposed, there's only a few ways out of marriage uh, spiritually, legally, I guess you could say. Hey, how about this? In your marriage, if if you and your wife were cool with having like an open marriage and having sex with other people, would would there be anything else to stop you? No, if both people really? are fine with it, go for it. And I know a lot of atheist couples who do that. Gotcha. Really? I, I said lot. I know some who do that. You heard it, folks. Atheists ha- have open marriages. That can't be good. this goes back to another issue it's not the sex thing it's the is there communication are you both on the same wavelength and do you trust each other enough to make that work uh that's the bigger issue here and again uh, i'm sure there are uh, the issues that are good and bad about having an open marriage i'm sure those are always present but it just goes back to can you communicate about this stuff can you talk about it i would my stereotypical thinking on this is atheists are more likely to talk about that because that's an option. But if both people aren't on board, that doesn't work. Yeah. Well, if a Christian has an open marriage, they sure as hell aren't talking about it. I believe I have posted something about Christian swingers and 
at some point because they had biblical justification for doing it. Do, do you think you'll look at it like if, God forbid, your marriage doesn't work out, do you think, you, will you look at it as love, this invisible thing, love that we have and this connection, or do you think you'll look at it as almost like a failed experiment data-wise or anything like Like, Do you look at your marriage in emotional terms, almost not spiritual, but you know what I mean, like bigger than you and all that stuff, or do you look at it too very practically, like data and information and no, I think if it doesn't work, it's it's not anything bigger than us. It's just, oh, we it just wasn't compatible. It didn't work out for whatever reason. I, I don't know if that's an atheist thing or if that's just me. We're not very uh, sentimental types, me or my wife. So, uh, yeah, I just think it would that would be the issue. It would just, oh, that didn't work out for whatever reason it was. That was the damn news. Emmett, thank you for your input on that. Thank um, you, guys. We, we will be praying for your marriage and that you guys will make it for sure. Okay, well, I appreciate that, Toby. Thank you for the news. Hey, the news was brought to you by Gretchen Selleck, Mariana Wiley, Stephen Racine, Joel Purier, Joe Summers, Matt Clayton, and Nathan Sperry. Thank you guys for joining the BC Club. So we got him at Meta. And so I guess the best thing you do is just Google friendly atheist or your name. And I don't, I mean, your blog is, I guess that's probably redirect people most is patheos.com. It's, it's on there, but you'll find yeah. it. You go- yeah, friendlyatheist.com is probably the easiest way. Friendlyatheist.com will take you there. Friendly atheist, yeah. You can Google almost anything these <laughs> days. You don't actually have to be super careful about the URL, except for this one sherwoodmusic.net that one you got to get right you got to go straight to sherwoodmusic.net their uh, pre-order of their new album is up so we're real excited about that there's a bunch of good stuff and vinyl over there so thank you to the BC Club thank you to Hemet and yeah everybody go check out Sherwood's Music and pre-order their new album we are very good very glad to have that and you guys Toby Joey anything else or no, signing just it off en- enjoy your atheism man I hope to see you uh, <laughs> some other place <laughs> I will. I will go uh, commit uh, all the sins now. <laughs> it really has been awesome, man. Um, people fun. need to go listen to you. That is awesome. Hemet can literally do anything bad, and he doesn't think of it as a sin. It's just right. doing, doing something. <laughs> right. I don't think that's exactly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.